Hello and welcome back to the What The Folk Sunderland preview show. What a difference a week makes. Last week's show was all about the benefits of Alex Neil, but money talks and bullshit definitely walks, and now it's all about the Tony Mowbray train. A 3-0 win over Rotherham United on Wednesday meant the best possible start of life for Tony Mowbray on Wearside, but now we do face a really tough test this season as we head to the Riverside to take on Middlesbrough. As always, we'll be running through Monday night's Sky game with a fine tooth comb with a fan of the opposition. And this week, it is Johnny from Middlesbrough's most popular and best podcast, The Borough Breakdown. Johnny, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on, mate. And I can officially say you're the best Borough podcast because, as people know, I used to work for Borough Women. So I used to have contact with all of them. And I'm going to say you are the best. There you go. Um, Thank you. Take that. You're more than welcome. More than welcome. Um, as always, we, we we go deep sort of later in the show about all sorts of stuff, and there's plenty to get dug into. But we'll always start from the top. A very, very, very late winner meant um, you returned back from Watford were absolutely nothing. What did you make of that particular performance? Ah, do you know when you uh, like just just sit there and just, just laugh when someone scores right at the end and just go just go, just typical Borough, isn't it? Absolutely typical Borough. Um, but it was a you know quite a decent display. You know we we haven't we haven't played bad in most of our games this season, and there's there's been games where we've looked excellent and just haven't got the result that's been needed. Um, against Watford, you know, when when you took the leads and we were dominant in, especially in the second half as well, it's such a shame to to end up losing the game. I was definitely, it's not fair really, but you know, it's the championship, and if you switch off, it's that one percent difference, uh, the fine margins of the league, and we got punished for it. And you know, we sit twentieth now, and uh, a really slow start for us this season. Yeah, I was going to say, 20th in the league, I think, looking at the form table. Obviously, you started the season as one of the automatic favourites to go up, and I don't think many people argued with that, but that result meant you've won one in seven. You sit in 20th, as you said. How is the mood, considering, as you said before, you've not played that badly? Um, to be honest, I, I don't think the mood, the mood's bad at all. You know, the the mood's fairly positive. It's, it's The squad isn't finished really um it's about 80 percent done 89 percent done i know we're speaking on transfer deadline there and it's relatively quite quiet for us at the moment so you know it's starting to get a little bit nerve uh a bit nervous but i think that the atmosphere is fine you know we've got a really good manager we're playing good football it's individual errors it's the little mistakes and chris wilde is renowned for having really slow starts as a manager um so in 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 the start of the season so it's not particularly bad um but i think if Sunderland come to the riverside and, and turn us over which tony wilbur has a fantastic record in doing by the way um things might get a little bit a bit anxious maybe probably from that that's probably the worst thing i can say about it I was going to say, when it comes to Monday's game then, I mean, I know people are classing it as a derby. We're going to get into that, whether we think it is or whether we think it isn't. We will get into it, I promise, listeners. Um, but ultimately, the, the form on paper is poor. Um, as it is the championship, we've been in this division before and lost the first five games and won it. So it is the championship. It is that kind of league. It's not the be-all and end-all. But, but how important is Monday's game in the context of Middlesbrough's season, considering that would then be, if you didn't win, eight games, one win? Yeah, it's it's massive. It's massive, really. I, I really wish that it wasn't a game where 
it'd have so much riding on it, to be honest. Um, but we're in desperate need of a win or at least get something from the game. Um, I know you shouldn't really look at the table so early on in the season anyway. I think 10 to 12 games in the championship is when you should start looking at the table and that's where teams start kicking into gear. Um, and it took Nottingham Forest a, a while last year. I think they were bottom after like 10 games after on one point then just really just shot up out of nowhere. Um, so not the end of the world, but in terms of getting a result on Monday, I think it's massive in terms of confidence, getting us kick-started again and, and starting to build something because this is a run of games where, uh, no disrespect to Sunderland at all, but we have like 10 to 12 games now where this should be win a very winnable games. We've had a quite a tough start really in comparison, you know, but um, I think when we're looking at Sunderland, which is a dar- which is not a derby, 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 kind of not a derby, whatever it is, it is um, a location-based something important game if it whoever wins on it um but i think if if we win against sunland and then we go on to these games we can start picking up a bit of form and hopefully we can uh hopefully move move up move up the table again and be where we think we should be um that's probably around playoff places yeah i was going to say like what what are the ambitions for, for middlesbrough because i think if people know as i said before i've got plenty of connections in middlesbrough and i think over the years it's been mm. um an expectation that you can push for the playoffs and then obviously you've got a manager in that I think people universally wanted. Um, I think start of the season, it felt like Borough favourites for automatics alongside your, your Norwiches and, and your Sheffield United. What was the ambition for from yourself, not the fan base? I know you can't speak for the full fan base. What what, what did you want? I'll tell you what, that automatic, play, uh, that automatic promotion place, I have no idea where that came from. Honestly, when you looked at our squad, probably about about three or four weeks before the start of the season, it was bare. There was nothing there. Honestly, there was nothing. Um, we've obviously made about uh, about 10 signings now and we're still looking to keep bringing people in um, and build on that. But for, for us, you know, the form that we had last year when Wilder came in, the football we were playing, the teams we were turning over, you know, I think playoffs was that natural progression for us. Um, yeah, we, we threw it away a little bit at the, at the back end of last season, but rightly so we weren't good enough to, to go up um, but this year it was like if we get the squad that Wilder wants then we'll start to really progress you know we, we needed that left centre back we needed that centre mid we needed that forward or forwards um, about three or four of them that we needed and once we get that and got that then we'll start to really kick on um, but like I mentioned some of the signings just haven't happened yet um, but at the start of the season yeah, I was thinking playoffs, uh, really. Um, and that is that next year of progression. And then hopefully that year after, you, you go for the automatics if you, if you don't go up this season. I think you're looking at Chris Wilder, and I think one of the big reasons for maybe the shift in, from what I've noticed, the shift in maybe uh, expectation or anticipation to, for what Middlesbrough can do was the appointment of, of Chris Wilder. And I think mm-hmm. he's many people's pick for manager. He would have been, if I'm completely honest with you, mine if he was available when uh, Lee Johnson went. He would have been mine the other day, truth be told. But um, <laughs> because he hasn't started like a train, which sometimes you, you get, don't you, with like a, a manager, you mm-hmm. think, oh, if this, they're going to start like a train, it's going to be fantastic, which doesn't always happen. And, and I think Wilder, like you say, does sometimes have those slow starts. But there has been green shoots, the FA Cup run, you know, the, the fact that he did have a bit of push towards playoffs when it didn't look possible at all when he came in. How's Chris Wilder and the, and the era being like for Borough and, and how the Borough fans view him? Really good. Really good, Graham. Um, you know, when, when Chris Wilder came into the building and hilariously when when we sacked um, Warnock, I was like, ah, oh, I wouldn't mind Alex Neil actually, because I didn't think that Wilder would be the 
you know, the the natural successor. Um, because, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't know, be able to pay him enough. He likes a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would have left by now anyway. <laughs> so, um, but have you been to Stoke? You know, horrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hate him for what he did at Norwich um, and when the beat playoffs. So, I mean, this could be a, a safe haven uh, for the pair of us right now. Um, but uh, when, yeah, we, we didn't expect to get Wilder to come in, really. I think that he did such a good job at Sheffield United. He was looking for a job in the Premier League. And so to bring him in um, and, and bring him in with a head of football as well um, was, was really key. Um, for it was to progress as a club because Middlesbrough over the years have, have wasted so much money on players that didn't fit, fit one manager's style and then the next manager come in i.e. Tony Pulis or Neil Warnock and then completely change things up we'd be all like over like we'd have two we'd have so many centre midfielders and then loads of centre backs but then no wingers and then it would just be like like central midfielder FC or whatever it was at one point um, but when Wilder came in it was like, right, we've got a really good manager here. We've got a squad that's probably outgrown Neil Warnock. And let's see what we can actually do. Um, and then nine home wins on the spin. Um, really had some good performances, good football, good attacking player, playing a style at three at three one four two that really suits the, the current playing playing players. And I think from that we deserved to get the results we did. And yes, we did like fall away towards the, end, the back end of the season, but the players that we had were just up front was a bit of a problem. You know, we brought in Aaron Connolly, terrible. Um, you know, Falar and Balogun, a fantastic footballer from Arsenal, like really, really good football, and he's doing fantastic in France now. But first loan, it's quite difficult for him to adapt, um, and we just lacked like balance all over the pitch, and I think that was kind of our downfall. But We've brought in Ryan Giles this year. We've got Isaiah Jones on the right-hand side as well. The balance for that left centre-back's there. So bit by bit, the squad's coming together. The confidence in the manager's already there. So it's just a case of when, when it clicks again this season, how far can we go from that? Uh, but in terms of like fans' like opinion on Wilder, we absolutely love him. Well, I think the good majority do. I think there's always going to be that 1% or 2% that hate him regardless. So, um, But yeah, overall, really good. Really, really good. So no real panic over the early season form, considering the manager. Yeah, I don't think there is any panic to be honest. I think, I think naturally, I think when you don't win football matches, the um, the highs and the lows of it are, are so like incredible. You know, if you win a game, you think you're going to go up, and if you lose a game, you're getting relegated. And I think that's natural. But I think the le- like everyone being level headed, they know that once it clicks, it will. Um, I think the, the performance that we've had, the, the start the start of the season have been good, like really good at times. Apart from Reading and uh, the first half of QPR, the rest of it has been good. So I'm saying when we click, <laughs> I mean, I, ho- I think you're probably hoping, I hope it doesn't click against Sunderland. Um, but if, uh, if, it, if it does, you know, we can we can start to look up again and, and think that the, this, we're going to have a bright season. It's quite weird. The next question I'm going to come on to you because this has happened now two weeks in a row, and last week completely ruined the Friday preview because um, we spoke about Alex Neal for a while with the Norwich fan and spoke about how amazing he was, and how great he was. Um, we all know what happened with that situation. It's happened. We need to move on. Um, but Tony Mowbray comes in, and then yes. the next preview shows it against Borough. Now I had obviously someone on during the week. Um, to discuss his time at Blackburn because it seemed fairest. He was there the longest of any club he's been at. It's the most recent club he's been at, i.e. three months ago. He's only been at work three months. But he's got a hell of a connection with Middlesbrough. Um, 
you've made your clear yeah your feelings clear on Alex Neal, which is great because we feel very similar at the moment um, as a fan base, I think. But what did Borough fans make of uh, Tony Mowbray's appointment last week? Um, I think as as Borough fans, you go, oh, he's, he's, uh, uh, Borough legends went to Sunderland's and you know that natural rivalry if you want to call it a rivalry i don't even know if it's a rivalry to be honest with you, you know like uh, we we could talk for hours we, and i we, feel like we'd be absolutely fine so we know what it is don't we like i've yeah. got I'm, i've got to be honest when i'm searching for someone to bring in a preview borough and i've got i know i've got connections to borough but even if i didn't i'd have no bother bringing them on if we get promoted at any point having to do one of these with a newcastle fan does not fill me with joy in any way shape or <laughs> the form to the point where i think i might just sack that off and um, borough not too much of a problem so yeah i get where you're coming from yes yeah we just we just hate each other for ninety minutes, essentially, kind of yes. most of the time, isn't it? It's kind of how it feels like, doesn't it? Like you know, local, there is a bit of rivalry pre-build up and port and post match, and then most of the time we're just not bothered. Um, but the the Tony Mowbray side of things, yeah, look, it's he, he has joined Sunderland's, um, but what you're getting is a fantastic man. You're getting a good manager who's experienced. He did a lot of good things for Middlesbrough in his, in his playing career, but also as a manager, he came back when we were dead certain to get relegated probably that season and saved us and built a platform for Karanka to come in and take us up essentially. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it was a shame to see him go because we didn't really back him at the time. You know, we, he had a shoestring budget. We didn't spend much. I think his, his record signing was a million pound for Lucas Djukovic. And, I think what he did was was a remarkable job. I think he'll do really well at Sunderland, to be honest. I think if you could have got a, I know Alex Neil leaving was a bit of a blow because he is a good manager. Like let's let's be blunt about it. Like apart from what he did, like he's a good manager. Um, but Mowbray is is just as good. You know he'll he'll get the best out of uh, the likes of Jack Clark. You know Ross Stewart, um, and I feel he just puts an arm around a player and he will take them from someone who's looking lost in, in, despair, in despair to have full of confidence and, and hopefully fire in again and you know he has a fantastic record against Borough as well so I mean I mean that's probably a good omen for you on Monday but uh, yeah I think it's a really good appointment I really do I think it's a really really good appointment for Sunderland and for the area and I think the fans if the if they back him and look past this whole Middlesbrough thing um, I think you've got a really good manager there I really do yeah, it's been it's actually been really nice. I'll openly admit he wasn't the first choice. And I think we said on the podcast every day with the Blackburn Journal, Tony Mowbray, Tony Mowbray said himself, I think when he was at Blackburn, I'm not the sexy choice. And, you know, not that I would look at him that way, but he's certainly not. Um, yeah, he's not, not the best looker. <laughs> no, no, he's not. In reference to him coming in, though, I, I guess that over time, the more I've heard him speak the past few days and, and whatnot, the more I've heard other fans speak, yourself included, added to that now. It does feel like, um, not a stopgap, it feels like he can come in and push us to the next level. And obviously, I think everyone knows Crank eventually didn't work out, but that time for Middlesbrough was the best in recent memory. Um, it was one time you, you got promoted, and obviously it's a tough league to stay in, and we know how that happened, but it does feel an awful lot like that, and I'm pleased that my thoughts have kind of been echoed by yourself, Johnny. But when we're discussing connections and, and whatnot, and I'm looking through... Mm players every time we play a championship team because it's been a while since we've been here let's be honest and I was like straight away oh here we go so former players former manager but obviously Duncan Watmore spent several seasons at Sunderland um, relatively well liked Paddy McNair kind of came in played well for a bit got relegated left um, he was there for a couple they've been a borough for quite a long time now probably longer than Sunderland if not as long um, 
What's the view of, of those two in the Borough fan base? Yeah, um, I think if you asked Borough fans on the performance of McNair on one, on uh, against Watford, I feel like it would be uh, being very negative. To be honest, he had an absolute stinker. Um, but most, uh, I think, more, I think he's a very, very good. I think he's a very good defender, Paddy McNair. But he's an average midfielder. Um, I think he's been playing sent left, left or right centre back for us all like the last couple of seasons. And his progression player, bringing the ball through the thirds, is really, really good. You know, he's able to start the attack, get the ball out wide, a good distribution, and we'll come up with a goal once or twice. And, and I think with our overlapping centre halves um, and the way we play, it suits him down to a tee. But I think when he comes more advanced, I think he just gets a little bit lost in, in his play. And, I think for me, he, he is more of a, a defender rather than attacker. But overall, I think fans really like him. Duncan Watmore was really, really good under Neil Warnock. You know, I think he's just a player that works really hard. And I think fans just appreciate that so much. And I know that's like the, the bare minimum which you should expect as a fan. But Duncan Watmore does, is, is such a good presser. Um, and there was rumours that he could potentially be leaving the club. So you never know by the time we finish this recording, he could have probably left and that would be hilarious. And this question would be pointless. But uh, I think if Borough fans, they do really like Duncan Watmore. And, you know, he, he might, he'll, he'll go and score that world. He, he'll take on about five players and hit a top bins and it'll be amazing. But he'll miss a two-yard sitter, um, which Sunderland fans will know, know about that. And um, he had he had like a really bad injury, you know, at Sunderland. And I'm so, so happy for him to, to make a return to football and be good and also the ways returned as well and the ways adored by fans here at times is is really nice to see um is he going to be the player that help us get to the premier league i'm not too sure you know i feel like he's kind of the the mid championship mid table championship type player who will get you to that certain level but won't get you any further um but overall i think the overall assessment of the pair of them is that we really like them um i think duncan more probably a little bit more than paddy um but Overall, good players, but are they going to get you to the to the Premier League or stay in the Premier League? I don't, I don't think so. But uh, we'll soon see. We'll soon see. But yeah, good connections, I think. Yeah, and obviously with Mowbray as well. I think it was, I think it was a point as well. We had, we had someone else as well. I can't remember. Well, there was a point when Lee Catmull was our captain and Grant Ledbetter was yours. Yeah, yeah, that was that was what I was trying to think of. There, I was like, I'm sure there was like it happened the other way, flipped the other way because the fault wasn't there of Catmull and Ledbetter trying yes. to strangle each other, and about five years later they're playing for the opposite team. It's good. And now they're both back at Borough, Catamore and Ledbetter. Yeah. Is that right? It's like youth yeah, academy both academy. Yeah, um, Catamore is under 17's coach, I believe. And then I think Ledbetter's in and around the academy at the moment. Um, I'm not particularly sure what his exact role is at the moment, but yeah, they're both at the club and hopefully they're not fighting each other. So uh, <laughs> they're on the same team for a change, I guess. I, uh, I had a conversation the other day with a, a guy, not that I work with, he works at the reception and he asked who I support and I told him, he said, oh, you've got the, you've you've had the worst midfielder that ever existed. And I think we argued for about half an hour why I said Lee Barry was the best midfielder that ever existed and his was the worst. It's fair to say I won the argument, I think. Um, I said, I'd come on to it. I suppose it is a big question and I suppose we've kind of half answered it. It's billed as a derby. That's why it's played on Monday night. And I've been at Borough three times, seen us win twice. Great to win, because it's great to win anyway, but that is relatively close in compact, but it's nothing compared to Newcastle. On the whole, it sometimes feels like Borough fans dislike us more, but that's, I'm always going to say that. I'm very biased. Is it a real hatred or just a real gentle rivalry for you? How does the fan base view Monday? 
from from my perspective, I just think it's a gentle rivalry. Um, yeah. I just think you know, I think it's you know, location us Newcastle, Sunderland, northeast teams. You know, at a point we were all in the Premier League together, and it was always nice to see who'd come out on top. That rivalry, I probably hate. Sunderland more not some not some hit Newcastle more than I hate Sunderland. Sorry, I had to get that right there. Um but there was there was yeah, I think there is that that there is a rivalry, I think. You know, I don't you you can't say there isn't. I think that's I think it's a bit like naive to say that we we aren't bothered about each other because really we are. I think both teams just don't really want to admit that they're bothered. Um it's it's when whoever loses that's when it's not a derby. But when you win, it 100% is and you love to rub it in. So um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think it's like a derby, not a derby? It's, it's a, a derby, not a derby, derby, isn't it? It's a weird one for me because obviously I have um, connections when I've worked with, with Middlesbrough women. So I've worked with the women's side for a long time or I had done. Um, but even before that, if I think before that, um, one of my favourite away days was the, the FA Cup when Cessnion scored and we beat you in extra time. Brilliant. Um, there was 4,000 odd of us down there and it was great. And the fact that you can just sort of jump on a train and get down. And obviously when when the fixtures came out, did I earmark Middlesbrough away? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but actually weirdly have a tiny little bit of affection for Borough because I feel like they're a lot more, I see Middlesbrough and something far more similar as cities and as people. Mm-hmm. Um and people can disagree with that or the, the cows come home, but that's just my opinion. So in that sense, it's nothing like if we get beat off Middlesbrough, it annoys me till I get home. If we get beat off the other lot, it annoys me for about six months and still annoys me now in some cases, but it has been about 12 years since they last got anything on us. So I think so. I think, yeah, it is. It's gentle, isn't it? It's just a gentle rivalry, you know, yeah. for like that maybe like the couple of days leading up and then like maybe a day after, bit of hatred but then most of the time we're not particularly too fussed I feel like we're not going to thro- start throwing fists in the street are we like I no. mean if, if, if like in the, in the street on a normal weekday if it was Newcastle and Sunderland <laughs> yes I 100% see that but I think not, um, but now I think it's a gentle rivalry but it's a good rivalry as well I think you know there's been some really good games over the years. It is feisty. Um, you know, the the location does matter, of course, doesn't it? You know, everyone wants to be the top dogs in the Northeast and um, whatever league you're in. So, yeah, I think it is a, a nice gentle rivalry and I think all the fans will look at, look will look forward to it for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm, I'm down there as well um, for the game, looking forward to it. And I think probably, I don't know if it's the time that I was born and when I got into football, that helps. Obviously, I was born in 86, so I remember the sort of 96, 97 games where Emerson scored those screamers, both at the Stadium Light and at Roker Park, and we battled for relegation, and then we battled for promotion, and it was a, a kind of a time when teams were both doing pretty well. I mean, you had your Giannino's, Emerson's, Ravinelli's, and your Robbie Musto's when you came down, and you kept some players, like Merson came in, and we had your Phillipses and your Quinns and Waddle before that, and you know, some of, some of my best memories were like for example as a kid Darren Williams scoring at the Riverside and sticking his ears out because he's a borough born boy and all that kind of stuff so I suppose in a way yeah I'm going to say it is but I think some Sunderland fans might disagree but that's fine you, you're allowed to this is mine and Johnny's discussion you're just listening to it you can't jump in um, in terms of the game itself I think yes. um, I see it's a real big opportunity for Sunderland to kind of we've started well and um, there's been a few games Coventry QBR where we think Ah, if we just hung on a bit more and you know we've added we might add more by the time the transfer window closes four players over the past week um 
so the squad's looking stronger. The squad is, is looking better. I think everyone's kind of at peace and harmony, which is weird considering what's happened. But we're doing well. And I see Middlesbrough. The Middlesbrough game is a good opportunity to kind of heap a little bit more worry on use and continue to show our progression. Whether that's a, a draw or a win, I, I don't know. But in terms of Middlesbrough fans and players that you think that could uh, damage you, where is it you're particularly weak, bearing in mind that you know you could bring a few players in? And who do you think can damage you? Which players are worrying you most? Which players are worrying me the most? Um, I think last night after Jack Clark's performance, him, hundred oh. uh, percent. He was he looked he looked excellent last night. Um, Ross Stewart, we were in for um, for when you were in when you League One, and also Ellis Sims, we were a big fan of of him. Um, when we did our transfer uh, preview show, he was a name that we like bookmarked to kind of say. You look, you should bring this guy in because he's a real talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably say like those are the three players that I'm naturally uh, like precarious about. Um, in terms of our weakness, we look strong for 80 minutes, you know, don't give much away. And then all of a sudden, it's like a what's it is now like holding this door shut, locked. And all this needs is just a gentle open, and you know, we just fall apart uh to be honest and i don't know why it's happening so much um but we'll be so dominant and we'll just switch off it's just individual errors time and time again little little mistakes here and there um rodrigo munis decided to take a shot from the halfway line give the ball away at watford watford progressed the ball and went and scored uh, game management you know try and manage that um i think for from us from a Sunderland perspective i think the worst thing that Sunderland can do is just sit off and let us play. Try and be a bit more progressive in, in your play. Come at us. You know, our defence is there to be to be got at. You know, I think 11 goals we've conceded so far this season, which is one of the worst in the division, which is interesting in comparison to, to last year where we had one of the best. Um, I think where, where we're weak is is trying to try attack us from, from the wings. You know, we have Isaiah Jones and, and, and Ryan Giles who are very attacking fullbacks and that leaves a lot of space in behind. Um, but also look to look to press House and if he's fit, you know House and dictates the play. And if you want to dictate that certain defensive midfielder, a lot of Boris play tends to stop, becomes lackluster, lacks a bit of rhythm, and we really rely on that rhythm to get us playing. And uh, if you're able to do that, I think someone might have a have a good a good evening. But I'm very very wary of of Jack Clark. I mean, especially if Morbury's had that touch of confidence then I'm very worried uh, but also Ross Stewart and, and Ellis Sims are some are some players I'm, I'm definitely worried about for sure with Jack Clark I think I think Tony Mowbray said last night I think he said all he needs is to be told he's a good player and someone that loves him and I thought well if you said that beforehand and he's put that performance in just keep keep telling him that please thank you very much because he's been tremendous but fair play to him he's been he's been a really good player all season and I was maybe one of his I wouldn't say doubters but those question marks there but um you know, it's weird. If you'd asked me a week ago when I was doing the the same show with a Norwich fan, Alex Neal's going to leave. Um, mm. There's still maybe, in my opinion, one or two gaps that you'd like to fill, which may get full in the next couple of hours. Um, would you feel confident going to Borough? I think on the Friday, I thought, oh God, we've got that game on Wednesday, which we really need to win because Rotherham are probably going to be there or thereabouts. And it's a game you look at winning, um, newly promoted as well. Then you look at Borough and you go, do you really want to lose at Borough live on Sky on a Monday? And for some reason, for the first time in my life, the club doesn't feel as divided as it 
sometimes does. Everyone's got their own opinions, but together we feel like confident going into the season. We've started very well. So I'm, my prediction is going to be relatively confident, if not overly confident. Um, I'm old enough to remember Michael Reddy scoring in 1999, I think it was. The only thing he ever did in his on the shirt, pretty much, um, after Kevin Phillips missed a penalty, and I think Hamilton Ricard had scored for a few minutes before. And I see something similar. I see one of our new signings scoring... Maybe not off a rebound of a penalty, because that'd be weirdly symmetrical with that time. And that would be a really good prediction that is probably worth a lot of money. But I fancy a 1 1. Johnny, where are you going for the result? I feel like we have to win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go a 2 0 Borough win. Um, but a United Sunderland is a very dangerous Sunderland. So it's uh we just need to come out in that third in the early early and try and get that first goal and then just let us play from there. So if we do that. I think we'll win 2-0. But if not, I could follow you on that 1-1. One, one. But oh, what do I say? 2-0. I'm going to go 2-0. Yeah, that's it. I, I admit, I've, that's it. I've made my bed now. 2-0. Well, my predictions are always wrong, so you're probably closer than me. But <laughs> um, Johnny, there will be people that maybe want to tune in and listen to the podcast um, yourself. Ho- ho- obviously, hopefully, if we win, they'll want to listen to Borough Podcast. If we get beat, that might not be the case. But um, if people did want to listen to, obviously, the, the Borough Breakdown, it's a, it's a great podcast, something I've listened to myself um, in the past and for quite a few years. Where can people find you online and, and sort of to listen to? Yeah, you can find us on our social media, uh, the Borough underscore Breakdown, um, the Borough Breakdown podcast. And on Instagram, the Borough Breakdown, and then also uh, we're pretty much everywhere on all the podcast providers and YouTube as well. So if they want, if uh, someone fans want to listen to a Borough podcast, then then please do. You're more than welcome for sure. And I'm going to be um, guesting. I do occasional oh, yeah. guests. So if you want to listen to me, even just for the one episode, that's where you can find it. But Johnny, um, lovely catch up. Lovely officially meeting. Um, great chat, mate. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Graham. Really appreciate it, mate. It makes me feel ashamed to be alive It makes me wanna run away and hide It's all about